Wasted Potential Podcast is brought to you by Necrogoo. Wait, Shane, is this one about cum again? I don't know. Why do I always get the cum ones? Don't make me answer that. You just dance, you fucking monkey. <sighs> Necrogoo is the next level in erotic lubricant. Want to turn up the heat in the bedroom? Add a little Necrogoo. Want to pleasure your demonic overlord? Squirt on some Necrogoo. Sacrificing some virgins via blood orgy? You guessed it. Necro-goo. Warning. Necro-goo is made from 100% demon semen, and side effects include dick-monic possession, and your penis head turns around 180 degrees and makes horrifying screaming sounds while ejaculating blood. Bye today. Nice. Wasted Potential Podcast is brought to you by... There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor to a life of courage and a commitment to something greater than themselves a CGI monster do you have what it takes what it takes to burn down the gates of heaven what it takes to see Wanda again what it takes to kill Martin Sheen the few the proud the poorly rendered Hillspawn Army Find out at hellspawnarmy.com slash Today for Waste Potential Podcast, um, I got in touch with a news organization. Uh, we've we've kind of been a little bit critical, I would say, of uh, today's standard media and some media figureheads. <laughs> uh, so we decided to extend an olive branch, and today uh, today's news report is brought to you by the Waste Potential Podcast. <laughs> Hello, Tom. I'm here today in L.A. outside a private home. Apparently, a portal to hell has opened inside this, uh, this family residence, and police have it surrounded. Gunfire has been heard inside the residence. Uh, we go now to, uh, Woodsboro Sheriff, uh, Shane, who's gonna be telling us what's going on. Hello there. Uh, yeah. There's some problems inside the house, I'd say. Uh, apparently a portal... To another dimension, i.e. hell, has been opened. Um, I was told not to fear because the CIA is on it. And uh, they have sent one of their dead assassins in to uh, combat the devil and uh, destroy one of his uh, five demonic demons. Thanks, Tom. Uh, Just great news today to hear that... uh, What what, what am I saying? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't even know what I'm saying. Apparently, John Leguizamo is also inside the building. Read the teleprompter, Shane. <laughs> he, he has consumed tapeworms and will also do combat with Michael J. White. Uh, back to you, Tom. <laughs> Riveting shit. get this thing moving welcome to wasted potential podcast today we're doing uh the movie spawn and we have a special guest today go ahead and introduce yourself special guest hello my name's Corey. i run a podcast called big dumb movie 
Uh, we are very similar to Wasted Potential, but we don't necessarily do commentaries, but we do talk a lot of shit about a lot of shitty movies. Absolutely. I like to think ours is a little bit better, but we're glad to bring you on. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we would bring on someone that intimidates us. <laughs> Welcome, Corey. We're actually glad to have you here. We actually, this is... You have quite a bit more listeners than us. <laughs> yeah, I have about five. How many do you guys have? <laughs> that is literally five more than we have. So. Um, I was going to have like an actual moment of like, <laughs> sincerity here, but she burned that shit to the ground so quickly. A new hobo Dan has entered the chat. Yeah. <laughs> Which means I'll rapidly be replaced on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> Okay, well, before we dive into being assholes for the next 96 minutes, we want to thank Corey for um, his support on Instagram and listening and um, inviting me on to talk to other podcasts and just being honestly super supportful, supportful, not a word, supportive um, as we are doing this miserable, miserable, awful podcast. So thank you so much. My pleasure, sir. If you're tuning in for the first time, which buckle in buckaroos, um, we like to watch movies that we remember fondly and drink while watching them. We create drinking games, do trivia, and then basically don't talk about the movie the entire time that it is running. So, <laughs> um, I wonder why we only have zero listeners. Yeah. Uh, this week, I think it was my choice to do, uh, what is it, 1994? Seven. Seven? Yeah, around there. <laughs> uh, the comic book movie spawn okay. which i think todd mcfarlane wrote yeah oh well, yeah i did the that. trivia i should know that <laughs> <laughs> oh it was great okay um so we're um a half drinking podcast so if you don't drink then that is completely okay except we have drinking games to kind of keep the conversation going as this gets a little slow but if you don't drink hopefully we don't offend you because i'm sure the other things we're going to say will offend you um uh, we're gonna drink every time. Uh, every time Spawn uses guns, even though he has um, like a suit that uses super cape like, powers. <laughs> yeah, super cape powers and grappling tits. Um, <laughs> and then uh, number two, we'll drink every time they say the word "freaking" because it's a PG-13 movie and they couldn't say "fuck," so every time they replace the word "fuck" with "frick" or "freaking" something like that. Nothing like making a movie about a man who dies, goes to hell, and must avenge everything. PG-13. This is like when they made the original Punisher. I think, wasn't that also PG-13? That was R. No, it felt PG-13. But there's, yeah. I just realized there's three Punisher movies. No, I think I think the first Punisher was PG-13, and then Punisher yeah, Warzone the Tom Jane was rated R. Yeah. No, there's three Punisher movies. There's the Dolph Lundgren one from the 80s, there's the Tom Jane one, and then there's the... One with the guy from The Wire. That's right. I forgot oh. about the Dolph Lundgren one. There's also the short, Dirty Laundry, which is probably the best of the bunch. It's only like 10 minutes Oh, the long. Jack Daniels one? Yeah. <laughs> that one is really good, actually. Go figure. Jack Daniels made the best Punisher. Um, Makes most sense. Um, our signature drink for this week is the Green Demon. It's terrible. Don't drink it. But if you're going to drink it, it's part Midori, part white rum, part vodka, and lemonade. And it hurts. Hurts so much. Ew. <laughs> okay um last thing and we'll get into this um please uh if you listen go follow us on instagram or uh, twitter or please send in any 
resumes to the Woodsboro Sheriff's Department to podcastwithpotential at gmail.com. We are starting up our own little unit. Yeah, we have rejected a couple interns already for being way too qualified, so make sure to trim down those resumes. Let's uh, cook this turkey. Let's do it. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, we're at 13 seconds. Shane, can you give us one of your perfectly executed countdowns? All right, go. Uh, every goddamn time so good old new line cinema open it up here so i've got a little trivia just to start this out even though cogliostro is giving us exposition dump i thought it was cogsworth from the beauty and the beast oh my fucking god this is such a well i'll do the trivia after this is such a weird opening to just go like I feel like everyone has a good understanding of like heaven and hell. <laughs> I, I, just I don't think they really <laughs> can explain the battle between heaven and hell. It's it's a tale as old as humanity, basically. <laughs> like, I mean, this intro is uh, very much of its time, is it not? Like, how many movies have this like chaotic industrial rock style intro? Mm-hmm. Anything in the '90s is a comic book because we we just finished doing a podcast on The Crow recently, and there was a. Um, some crowisms in here, but much worse. Oh yeah, and then they have like this Die Hard opening, where they're like, "God, <laughs> everyone loves Die Hard." Let's, oh, the MP5, the classic gun of '90s terrorism. <laughs> um, but yeah, this that intro is just weird, and then like, uh, this is all just so unnecessary. It's like, I just figure how they do it now. Like, a CIA assassin, like, he would go in all stealthy and, like, crack some necks and stuff. Instead, he's, like, Iron Man. <laughs> like all, all these weird gadgets and shit. Yeah, they gotta show off these little sweet models, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, Let me, What's uh, funny is, like, they took the time for that goofy little model, but then later with the CGI, they didn't take any fucking time because Beelzebub, who his name is... Melaboja, Melodoja. I don't know what his name Melanoma. is. Melanoma. But it, he, yeah, Melanoma. He doesn't even like his mouth doesn't even move. It's awesome <laughs> because the Bible has the rights to Beelzebub. Apparently, like <laughs> you would think after all this time, it would be public domain. But <laughs> right? Christ is quite litigious. <laughs> the thing with this assassination, though, it's like you know they're setting up Simmons. He's gonna uh, be this high. I don't know, high-class mercenary, he kills people, but, like, the way he does this hit is, like, just very weird. Yeah, you think a gun would work. <laughs> well, he has to fire the rocket through the glass. Like, that just seems extra. What if it detonated? Like, that was just, like, how far it goes when it impacts something, it just blows him up. <laughs> Detonates at the glass. They're like, okay, we need you to do this hit, Mr. Al. Nice and quiet, all right? <laughs> we can't have this come back to us. Hong Kong airport destroyed. One man dead. <laughs> I just love that, like, uh, the, the terrorist is, like, obviously 90s, um, I don't know, uh, caricature. And he's smiling, like, hi, guys, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here to land in Hong Kong. <laughs> it's so Cogliestro was Spawn before Spawn. Yeah, he's like a literal knight of the round table, apparently. Oh, yeah. He's actually one of the knights of the round table. One of them is called Cogliostro. 
No. Is that no? I mean, asking is that right? <laughs> no, I don't fucking know. Oh, no, no, he's not a no. You could have told me Bob was one of them, and I'd be like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> you have uh, Lancelot, Arthur, Gawain, Cagliostro, and Bob. <laughs> and Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. Why is um, John Linguizamo's name before Michael Jai White? I mean, let's be honest. He's the real star of the movie. This is after <laughs> Mario. <laughs> uh, is it after this um is it after mario what's it called it's not called mario though super mario bros this is a few years after it yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> so so he's he's riding high on the super mario brothers just clout. <laughs> living off that sweet sweet super mario money oh yeah you can tell he had like the same agent like for the that span of few years it was like super mario bros the pest and then spawn He's like, you keep <laughs> fucking me with this shit. <laughs> okay, so this is your first piece of trivia, everybody. You both will get to answer, and then whoever fails, you know, will drink. Or you guys can double or nothing to agree on the answer, and I'll drink twice if it's right. Feel. All right. So originally, this picture was sold uh, to Columbia Pictures. Um, but Todd McFarlane being the wonderful, easy-to-work-with human being, um, <laughs> disagreed with some creative control and agreed to sell to New Line Cinema for $100 in exchange for creative input and merchandising. <laughs> I'm going to go with the gentleman's true. If I know anything about Todd McFarlane, that has to be true. Okay. I got a little tricky there because $100 is low. But Todd McFarlane... <laughs> Sold it for one dollar to New Line Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the businessman. <laughs> this is a fuck you to, to Columbia. Like Columbia's like, we're gonna offer you. They offered him like quite a bit of money, and they're like, we just want the rights to it. And he's like, fuck you, you're gonna ruin my thing. So he's like, here's a dollar, and then they ruined his movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so. So that so that should be our intro to this movie. Oh my god, this movie just comes out like a turd out of hell. It just starts so much and then it stops with a slow comic book intro and then more B roll. This movie loves its CGI yeah. fire. Oh yeah, lots of fire. And then like this is the one believable part though is that the United States drone struck someone that didn't like the United States right in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Oh, okay. I almost forgot about this, that the demon guy is talking to the head of the CIA. Well, that that is also the most, like, realistic thing possible. It's <laughs> also a true story. <laughs> uh. You know what would be more fun if, if they just went, like, absolutely, like, even more trash and say, hey, we had a deal with JFK. Come on, <laughs> make it happen again. Yeah. I gave you JFK. You'll give me this. <laughs> that would work perfectly, too, because Martin Sheen. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> oh, it's true, yeah. This cast is interesting, though. Like, I like Martin Sheen. And then John Leguizamo. What? A... I don't know. Wait, did he read for this? And when he read for this, was he excited? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, He's so excited. He's spitting. Um, this is more of a Charlie Sheen role than a Martin Sheen role, oh, yeah. I think. Oh, Charlie was busy. <laughs> this is 90s. What is Charlie Sheen doing in the 90s besides 
spreading HIV. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Doing that 24-7. Yep, <laughs> it's a full-time job. <laughs> what a weird thing, though. They're like, he's like, I want Al Simmons. You're gonna give me Al Simmons. And he's like, he's one of our best assassins. Why would I give you him? Like, thanks. Thanks, script. I can't imagine why would the, the, the not-devil want the greatest assassin in CIA. This is not porn star Tom Green. I wrote that down, you fuck. <laughs> I was like, boy, he looks like the porn version of Tom Green. <laughs> I wrote down Secret Service Tom Green. This guy, I think his name's Terry, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has definitely the worst line delivery in the movie. Like, he's out of, like, <laughs> birdemic shock and terror. Like, he's that level bad. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa! That was a classic. All right, let's let's not <laughs> degrade some of the greats. <laughs> well, it is in the same tier as this movie. Oh yeah, for sure. It had as much CGI. The best thing about birds is the Aryan flu. Now this isn't trivia, but I think Michael J. White actually is like a legit martial artist. Like I think that's like where he made his bread and butter was like. Let me let me look it up. Let's see what, what did Michael it's, J. White It's it's that or he's a world renowned I look confused all the time person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was his art. <laughs> Dude's Why did he fucking show on his ass? He is a martial like, artist. Not him. I think I'm a few seconds ahead. The Coglio start Cogsworth keeps popping up randomly. He was in the terrorist strike and now he's on the street begging for change. <laughs> Oh, Michael J. White was Black Dynamite. I forgot that. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, everybody. <laughs> oh, he bust into the door. He has got no time for this. Time for your doors. Name something else that Michael J. White's been in. Besides Black Dynamite. Yeah. He's got the stray hand gap. You see that? Yeah. <laughs> it's good. She's weird. What is it? Oh... There we go. She's she's my kind of woman. <laughs> Wears only leather to work and strapped. <laughs> leather and guns. <laughs> CIA's um, uh, scrubs. There's a lot of Blade vibes that I get from this. Okay, racist. No, she even looks like the chick from the third Blade. Is it the third one? Where Jessica she, Biel? They want to raise the... The devil, or not the devil, Dracula. This is the second one, right? Is that Blade 2? How many blades are there? Looks like Mia Jovovich or Jacob- Resident Evil chick. Yeah, like Jacob- the Wish version of Mia Jovovich. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are so evil, they got scorpions and tarantulas. Like, good <laughs> God damn, man. <laughs> This will come up later, but um, like I was thinking, like like what's their animal budget? Because they have a bunch of rats later, so I was like wondering how much like how much is the rat budget in New Line? Series? Right, and they like, they had maggots, but I I thought they were moving. I don't know. We'll get to it, I guess. But it looks like the clown eats them later. I know they do a full like one take just to show them moving and then him eating them. I was like, oh, John, no. Ugh. Maybe that was, like, in his contract. I'll eat the maggots, but I'm going before Michael Jai White. <laughs> That's how he got top billing. <laughs> yeah, I get top billing, all right? Uh. You know what, what I, I kind of respect about Michael Jai White in this role is he, they're, like, done showing his face after this scene. 
And so it's, it's kind of like, I guess, respect the actor to cover his face and make up the entire time after this. But they get it because of his voice. Because Michael Jai White's voice is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. He's got smooth as butter. And like... Punch. Punch. Yeah! <laughs> he That's a great edit. He should have <laughs> <laughs> like snap necks. Like, I want him a little more like Steven Seagal-esque in this. I want him to like crack bones and stuff. That's where you and Corey can bond, because I don't give a fuck about action movies, so I'm always just going like, crickets. Under Siege is still, hands down, the best Steven Seagal movie ever made. <laughs> yeah, it's but... the one that people can name. It's got to be the best yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, what's the one? Blood Blood Money? Blood? Where he takes him to the blood bank? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? He threatens a senator. He's like, I'm going to take you to the bank. The blood bank. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he doesn't know what a blood bank is <laughs> he's like oh my god they're mobile ah he got shot so why are they wearing silver is that like camouflage or is... it blends in with the <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna put on these space suits so we fit in <laughs> Corey maybe you're familiar with the spawn comic book I'm not it's I'm guessing Spawn's like a really dark and bloody and fucked up kind of comic, right? Oh, she slimes them. Oh, my God. God. Well, yeah, there's a lot of slime in the comic, too. Um, no, I actually, <laughs> I haven't read Spawn comics. I know a little bit about them just from kind of like having comic book reading friends. But uh, that is my understanding, yes. And apparently mm-hmm. the HBO series is like the rated R on-screen version of Spawn you get. So if you want to see... What it actually is supposed to be, I think that's the one to go to. Although I've never seen it. HBO offered Todd McFarlane three dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Triple or nothing. <laughs> he's he's been Todd McFarlane's been trying to make a, a a recent Spawn movie forever, but no one will give him complete creative control because they don't do that unless your last name is in Tarantino or Scorsese or Nolan, so I don't think it's ever going to get made. Right, he's not really a known filmmaker, but he wants to make the movie, so, you know, people are skeptical. Yeah. He's actually a known, he's a known toy maker and comic book stealer. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he write The Killing Joke? Isn't that his claim to fame with Batman? No, you fucking That's idiot. Alan Moore, I think. Oh. It is Alan Moore. Of course. Don't, don't, of course. Don't talk in the comic books or discussion. He wrote The Dark Knight, right? Got <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> told you, we oh. should have done every time that they make burnt Mark jokes about him because they just so, constantly make fun. Was that a requirement by the devil that he had to be burned, not shot? No, the she just had to cover him in necro goo and then let him on fire. Oh, okay. So it was a special... So, okay. All right, here's some trivia for you boys coming in. Um, Alex Proyas, director of The Crow, was originally tagged uh, to direct this movie, but he pulled out to do Dark City. The timeline lands lands up, so I'm going to go with true. Yeah, I'm going to say that's probably true. Yeah, good job. Yeah, I didn't hide it very well, but yeah. Alex Proyas was supposed to direct this. Which makes, when you said, like, Crow vibes, I was like, yeah, but not as good as Crow. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the Crow's flawed, but like you talked about in our, in our podcast, I feel like the, the filmmaking saves a lot of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. This, the filmmaking hurts it. 
This is like a Crow sequel. This is like Crow the Reckoning. (laughs) (laughs) Scorchening. I kind of wish that, like, he did do it so it would actually have some style, not just like. God, it kind of does look like Super Mario, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Now that I'm thinking, I kind of want to see a Super Mario spawn. Would Bowser look as terrible as Beelzebub? And not Beelzebub? Ugh. I mean, some things look bad in this movie, and some things look good, which is mm-hmm. kind of annoying. Like, the way Simmons looks all burned up, like, right here, right now, that makeup job is pretty impressive, I think. Yeah, it's yeah, not it's, bad. It's, He's supposed to be scary, so it, it does good. Oh, it's, it's pretty consistent throughout the entirety of the film. And I don't think all the CGI looks terrible, but whenever they're in hell, oh. <laughs> yeah, the Fantastic. hell stuff is really bad. There must have been budget problems because they reuse some of the shots too. Specifically like him falling into hell. I think it's used like three times in the movie. There's a few other things. Oh, yeah. And I've I've got some trivia, but basically, yeah, the um, this movie was supposed to be actually like a like a decently funded film, nothing crazy. The studio planned to like flip it really good, but what's like a fuck me. <laughs> Every fucking, fucking clockwork. I don't know what it is. <laughs> um but the CGI basically sunk this film. Like it almost collapsed this film with That's what how expensive it was. Why is Ben Helsing just always there? <laughs> That's Bob, Guinevere's other lover. <laughs> His other, other lover. <laughs> other, other lover. She cheated on Lancelot with him. <laughs> he was like uh, King Arthur's Rudy kind of nephew. So like, yeah. like the, they don't ever talk about him a lot. King Arthur was okay with Lancelot, but he's like, really, Bob? <laughs> uh, so this is this is a world of tripping. He's he's in purgatory, right? No, this is Earth. This is Earth? Yeah, sorry. It's it's regular old Detroit, I think. God damn it. This makes no sense. <laughs> so, I have to okay. this movie. So, <laughs> I, I, let me piece this together. He was killed yep. by his boss and yep. tarantula woman. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, because the demon wanted him. We're not there yet. We'll get to that, but yes. Yeah. They couldn't afford Ooh. a real helicopter. Uh, <laughs> that, that a beautiful helicopter shot. Oh my god. It probably cost more to CGI that thing in. It's still the same CGI for Godzilla. Oh, he was killed in North Korea, one of the hardest countries to get into. <laughs> it's like this movie doesn't know how to transition between yep. scenes. Like if it's gonna go to this like daylight suburban scene, like it doesn't know how to get there. So it has to put in like a bad special effect. Yep, a helicopter takes us to the daytime. <laughs> it's one of two things. Either the editor was so bored, he threw those things in there to make it entertaining, or the editors, this is their first time editing a movie, and it's like, I just gotta throw some comic book stuff in. Yeah, this movie was... It's like it was cut with a meat cleaver. It's not... <laughs> <laughs> just a freaking chainsaw in the room. <laughs> the turd, like, you uh, know, chop suey, just throwing everything in there. Like, eh, Pogo the Clown. Eh, why not? Let's throw it in there. This budget is tearing us apart. You either get <laughs> ILM Studios or you get interns to edit this thing. 
We should have done that as a flashback. They're having a lot of drinking, too. And it's weird that they set it up, like, instead of him, like, having memories of, like, you know, them, like, dancing or something, and instead it's, like, they're almost going to tease a sex scene, and they're like, whoa, 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 it's PG-13, all right? Cut the shower. <laughs> Todd McFarlane was very upset about that being cut. Well, you only see yeah. Simmons and Wanda together in flashbacks. Like, at the yes. beginning of the movie, it never actually sets them up as a couple. Like, you see in mm. a greater uh, production, like in the movie Ghost or something, and then he dies, and then he's trying <laughs> to get back with her. There's none of that. Nope. Yeah, also, cause... I noticed he has more of a connection with the dog than he does to his family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Even the intro to him was with the dog, not saying goodbye to his wife. Like... <laughs> Here's also confusing. I didn't realize until the end of the movie was she wasn't. That's not his daughter, right? No. Ew, get away from the hobo. <laughs> get out of here, hobo. When I saw this as a kid, I thought that was his daughter. But then I was, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. No, I thought the same thing as a kid. Yeah. It was only on this viewing. I had the realization that it's the other guy's daughter. And then you realize if you can do math that that he fucked his wife right after he died. Immediately after. Like, <laughs> yeah, immediately. At that, the funeral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, At least John Linguizamo adds something to this because this is really boring and then he comes in and just makes a, an ass of himself. Linguizamo is the best part of this because like, he's given it everything he's got. Like, he thought this was going to be his ticket with, like, look how method I am. <laughs> right, no. I think you're right, though, because if you start watching this movie, it's pretty bad, and you're like, what is this guy doing? It's not great. But as the movie goes on, you realize he's actually the best part, and I think you come to appreciate it. Oh, yeah. I If they ever do a remake, not that they could get Leguizamo to do it, but <laughs> to be like... Put him back on his knees and have him start eating again. <laughs> like, I need this. I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> I don't think he's on his knees. I, th- I think it's how tall he is. So that shot of his friend, like, looking at her, like, does that mean he recognized him? Like, he looks, like, suspicious. I don't know. You mean, like, currently? I don't, I don't know. They do look like, yeah, go back to the party. And he looks at her like he saw a ghost. Like oh oh I don't fucking know I don't know I think it's a small plant of like you know he he might have some recognition but maybe not fully yeah he goes oh shit (laughs) that guy looks burnt to death that's my old friend Al I fucked his wife wait Al got burnt to death (laughs) (laughs) oh I guess how many guys do you know get burnt to death maybe if you're in the CIA it's like a, a common you know problem. Hey, that's true friendship, though. Like, oh, good, a fart joke. <laughs> Sorry. But For the kids. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so his name's, this demon's name is what, the Violator, correct? That's like um, his, his like demon name? Yes. When he's transformed, otherwise he's just clown. Oh, uh, yeah. But then he says, I hate clowns. Yeah. Self-loathing. It's almost like something in this doesn't make sense. And so I also have an issue with this too. I think it would have been cooler if Martin Sheen was the demon because like Leguizamo is supposed to like convert this guy over to convince him to run Hell's Army, right? Like he's tasked Mm. by the devil to get Al to do that. He's the worst fucking salesman ever. Like you think Hell could like put someone better up there 
Yeah, like a like more of a smooth talking kind of dude rather than exactly. Like... That's like tricking him and like being like, look at this. This guy's fucking your wife. You know, look at this. Like the world's shit. You know, like just slowly building that he's tempted. <laughs> yeah. Instead, he's like, hey, bleh, farts. I'm going <laughs> to pester you into submission. <laughs> right? Yeah, because nothing is more convincing to a, a CIA assassin than like constantly poking him. Yeah. Okay, I... so here's here's a flashback. So he died and went to hell. He doesn't remember. He lost his memory a la okay. know, the crow. Right. So he, he's all melted, but he's jack melted. Yeah. Yeah. The fire oh. didn't burn the muscles. Just the wow. On his dick, burn his dick off. Yeah. No dick. <laughs> Dickless in hell. Who the fuck said? Yeah, let's let this terrible CGI be our final result. I was thinking this too, and like as I'm watching the entire film, I go, okay. You're a director in 1997, and you go, okay, our CGI is limited, right? Why wouldn't you just have the voice talking to him? He's in hell, and, like, the cloud talks to him, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the devil is, like, omni- like omnipotent. He's, like, om- or omnipresent, whatever, fucking, whatever. He's everywhere. Why wouldn't you do that? As opposed to the... Awful looking CGI. Yeah, the, Malbolgia, the dog monster. <laughs> where the mouth doesn't match the words. The mouth just hangs open and he talks, and the mouth is just hanging open. <laughs> Frank Welker, though, did the voice. And uh, if you notice, it's the exact voice he does for Shao Kahn at the end of the 95 Mortal Kombat movie. God, what a reference. I like that. Yeah, he adds. I watched that movie again recently. What a treasure. What a fucking treasure. Ugh. Never seen it. You've never seen the original Mortal Kombat? How many times we've talked about it? Don't Even I know he hasn't movies. seen it just from listening uh, to this podcast. <laughs> every time I talk to him. Shane doesn't listen to me. It's kind of, that's how the podcast works so well. Yeah. I, you say a word and then I say something completely different than what you did. Or you say the exact same thing I said five minutes ago. Yeah, but better. I can do the Jimmy Stewart impression, Shane. Do yours. Yeah, because... Why, why is he doing a Jimmy Stewart impression? <laughs> I'll say this as a fan. Shane, you have underrated impressions. Like, they're awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Don't encourage him. <laughs> that's, that's what I need to hear. I've only got, like, three. I've got, like, evil producer... <laughs> Hannibal Lecter and Jimmy Stewart. Oh, and Michael Caine. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is giving me uh, Beetlejuice flashbacks, but I wish I was watching Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. Well, what if they did cast uh, Michael Keaton to be uh, the evil guy? I think someone would say uh, whitewashing, first of all. Uh, Also, this is very crowy right here. Like, the punk rockers are doing voodoo. The dude has bleached hair. <laughs> These guys are so mad. <laughs> it's so it's so satanic. They have bleached hair. He's got this a is... staff with a fake skeleton. <laughs> yeah. This is like Kmart Power Man five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> like he just like like Hulk smash and just like taps the thing and then pulls off the wood. <laughs> Ugh. He's like, I'm oh. thinking. Of, I can't. I'm thinking of a movie, I can't remember what it is now, where Seth Green plays like a, a like a devil worshipper who runs away scared. 
a very similar scene. I can't remember what movie that is. Though. He cameos as a devil worshiper. Yeah, he cameos in something small in this time period. I can't. I thought it was this movie, and I'm like, this wasn't this movie. It was something else. Hmm. Maybe I'm thinking of Idle Hands. I think in Idle Hands, they're devil worshippers or something. I don't remember now. Uh, Why do they make it so he forgot his memories? Like it's really inconvenient that, that he forgets to that he pledged his soul to the devil, and that's a bad cut because his hands are now together. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> they're apart, and now they're just like instantly together. <laughs> Stella. <laughs> <laughs> it does seem a little like unnecessary, because I mean, he literally was murdering people. Whoops! For the U.S. government. Like, I'm pretty sure it was. It wouldn't be hard to convince him to keep killing. Like, wouldn't be a '90s movie without saying the word. <laughs> no fucks, but you can say that word. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the target audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> So now we're oh getting... no! <laughs> now, oh no! As far as CGI goes, I think his suit looks badass. <laughs> it looks funny. I like it. I do like I the suit when yeah, it's like on, it's and he has the headpiece on. Mm-hmm. The thing is, it looks incomplete unless he has the cape, because when you think of Spawn, you think of the, that cape collar. But when yeah. they have the cape, that's when it's at its worst in the movie. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I think my problem is his reaction when he has a CGI on. He looks just so confused, like, err, because Michael J. White's only emotion is confusion. Mm-hmm. Two emotions, also- confusion and Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> Wanda. <laughs> uh, and then he's confused why Wanda doesn't want him anymore. <laughs> confused Wanda. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he's... This gives me like a Green Lantern kind of crow combination where like he has like these weird morphing kind of things and then also sad. Yeah. Punisher, I guess. This this does have like... And I understand like it's kind of hard to write a comic that is totally original because how do you do a superhero comic that's totally original? It's always going to take from something. Yeah. But this has a lot of different things like just tied into it that I'm I don't know. I like the idea. But it's this film and maybe the comics really good. But this film I feel like doesn't really encapsulate what a warrior of hell seeking revenge should. <laughs> no, it's it's goofy. It's a comic book which like to me comic book Movies are goofy in and of themselves. You gotta have some kind of levity, in my opinion. But this one is like none of the action really works for me, and the the horror aspect is here we go. Here's your maggots. Ah um, yes. This, this is a. Uh, I don't know how this, Peta allowed this. These things are moving, right? Yeah, they are alive. And in in his hand, they weren't moving, but on the pizza, they were moving. Trivia time. Oh yay. Uh, John Leguizamo was originally tasked to eat the live wax worms, which is what those worms are. Um, 
but he avidly refused, so the studio created a candy for him to eat instead. Or, you know, they tasked a cook, I assume. I'm trying to think which part of that could be bullshit. Yeah, it sounds like part of obvious. that is a trick, so I'm going to say false. <laughs> I'll go true. Okay, yeah. It is false. John Leguizamo did eat the live waxworms on that fucking pizza, and then it vomited, vomited immediately after. Like, so they cut quick because he immediately starts to puke. <laughs> what does it mean by alive waxworms? Those are waxworms, and they are alive. So all the the when he takes a bite, that's real. What's a waxworm then? I don't know. It's a. It turns into a, a wax moth. <laughs> <laughs> I expect better biological information from this fucking movie. <laughs> I, trivia. Oh, shit. This guy's badass. <laughs> so fucking lame. Cogliostra has a sword hand. That's... I mean, it seems yeah. like he got the short end of the deal. Like, Spawn has this <laughs> badass suit that can do all these different things, and he's got the cape. But Cogliostro, a sword. Yeah, on his dominant hand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. This is where it could be like RoboCop, where you have some like really fun like commercials and satire, mm-hmm. but it's not it's just boring and bland. right. Like something like from the Church of Satan, like sponsoring yeah. this. <laughs> Instead, the A six. Oh, I didn't even know it wasn't the CIA. It's A six. What is she wearing? What's... What that is standard uniform. <laughs> Don't you dare mock A six. It is both functional. <laughs> Uh. Yeah, you should take all this all this CIA stuff and make it like satirical and fun and ridiculous, and then have Spawn just afraid to murder people. That's why I would think that's what I would do. Oh, the CD labeled Special Ops. <laughs> <laughs> the bad guy's yeah. plan. What is that a GameCube game? <laughs> <laughs> and the game's called Top Secret. Don't play. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so they stole the biochemical weapon from North Korea. Oh, my God. They got a blue Listerine vaccine. Yeah, which they casually toss around the room. We got the only vaccine. (laughs) Catch. (laughs) This is... This is too close to home. Is he Bill Gates? (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. (laughs) Todd McFarlane's responsible for COVID. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, oh, now he knows about his cape? He did nothing with his cape before. Shh, shh. Don't you dare over, overstep your boundaries. There was no intro to his cape. Okay. But, so this is getting way too into the weeds. Like, this should be a story about him getting revenge against a very powerful man for killing him. And then giving his wife to his best friend, like what doesn't what doesn't make sense is the clown told him to sit still. I'll be back for you. Oh, also drink because he picked up guns. He has a suit made by the devil and a cape that can kill people, and he's using guns. I believe the comic explanation for Spawn using guns is that his uh, powers that he was given are like finite, so he can't use. Um, them as often as he normally would because the more he uses them the closer he gets to going back to hell once he runs uh, out he goes back 
They they mention that later in the movie for literally two seconds and don't address it again. Oh. Yeah, but they, they actually do mention it. Well, see, that's kind of interesting, actually. Like a, a superhero who runs out of juice. Yeah. Like, that's, it is. That's a cool idea. Like super, Like, if Superman could only do... Like, every time he does something super, it, like, is one step closer to death. I think that makes Superman cooler. It gives you uh, some stakes. Exactly, yeah. All right, well, now I feel shitty about this drinking game, because it actually makes Spawn better. (laughs) No, it doesn't, because the movie's still stupid. (laughs) Touché. The movie mentions that in such passing to where, like, it's not even relevant. Like, that line could have been cut out, and it wouldn't have mattered to the story, you know? It's because well, they, someone said we have to mention it's in the comic book, but they just mention it, and it's in the last twenty minutes of the movie, and then he does all the spawn stuff, and it doesn't even matter. Well, and they don't want to, like, I could see the producer like, shut the fuck up! It's the only cool thing about this movie. <laughs> You're gonna make us not use it now. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like Spider-Man when he has web cartridges. You're like, what? <laughs> That's how it is in the comics, though. I thought he just made it in his body. <laughs> That's a Raimi thing. Yeah, that is a Raimi thing. I think yeah. they changed that in Ultimate Spider-Man so that it was organic as well. Mm-hmm. After the movie, though, I think. Hmm. Well, well, that that makes it kind of interesting, and like, if you think of Spider-Man as like a like um, kind of like an allegory for, like, you know, Peter Parker hitting puberty, you know, shooting white out of his hands and stronger and body changes. I guess that works in that kind of fucking creepy way. Wow. So, now I'm trying to figure out, and I'm sure the movie will explain it, what's the whole, like, Arab-Israeli conflict angle? Is that... What? They're just mentioning countries that people might know. But <laughs> Arab isn't a country. <laughs> Well, no, like, because they said Arab. Yes. They were like, the Arab versus the Israelis. And I'm like, that's very general. <laughs> <laughs> because Arab is not a country. <laughs> yeah, and there she is dressed like a Power Ranger. <laughs> I like this part because they're talking about a chemical warfare weapon that's top secret, and they all know about it, and they're seeing it casually at this cocktail party. <laughs> And, like, it's a bunch of buzzwords. It's like, oh, yes, this disease, top-notch biotechnology, nanotechnology. Okay, is it nanotechnology or is it biological technology? I feel like they're two different things. My partners are the beneficiaries and the facilitator to my partner. Ah, yes, capitalism. <laughs> Wait, who are his partners? Are his partners that, like, like Satan? Donald Trump. Uh. <laughs> Uh, and Satan. It's a it, it's, it's got board of directors. <laughs> the, they also own the conglomerate that owns Whore Island. Yeah. <laughs> Her outfits are the best because now she's dressed like Sparkle Spawn. Like it's There's nothing more nineties, late nineties, and like this black leather crap mm-hmm. yeah the the female like badass that's like wearing a shit ton of leather almost like john wooey and like you know matrixy mm-hmm. boy he's he's using up a lot of capital right now for show like <laughs> now they understand every time he does anything cool with his suit it's actually using his juice it's like whoa, whoa, whoa let's be frugal with that bud <laughs> you might actually need that 
Corey, for your argument that CGI looked good, I used the last scene. <laughs> well, uh, let's not be hasty. I mean, <laughs> it can't all be perfect. I, I, Is that... I don't mind the cape. It's a little ridiculous, but I'm okay with the cape being ridiculous. It's the Beelzebub monster that's like, okay, we, we don't need that. <laughs> I think just the cape takes you out of it a little bit. Well, for me, I mean, mm-hmm. it. he looks so much better practical. And you can see he's wearing a suit. He's got real makeup. But when the cape's yeah. there, it's very distracting for me. It does yeah. have some cool powers, though. Yeah, it has a really cool power that's never used again called invisibility. <laughs> it's also, got plot power. <laughs> I guess we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. This is great. I love how she's just firing openly into a crowd of people. And so I'm going to get the guy by shooting. Martin, like from, should, be, Martin from Sheen should be like, God damn it, they're buyers. Stop shooting our buyers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. See, that would be fun. That'd be a fun, like, like a fun, like, kind of satirical thing. Like, like he cares more about the money than his his own life. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm getting venom vibes. That's what I'm getting here. Oh, it is a little venomy. I haven't actually seen Venom though, so I cannot speak to Venom. It's very forgettable. Yeah, you don't need to see Venom. It's <laughs> it, it. It looked like something that I did not need to see. <laughs> There's an obligatory ass shot right there. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that. What guns are those? Like RoboCop guns. I don't even... You know guns, right, Shane? I mean, some of the guns in this movie, I'm pretty sure, are, like, just toys. <laughs> are, and it's, what is she hooked up to? Does she have a proton pack? <laughs> like, oh, his dick belt. Wait, <laughs> I thought that was his cock. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, the suit's powered. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this hentai before. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the devil himself put it in there. What is she wearing? It like it's like her own spawn suit, but like It's because it's all it's the costume designers said just cover everyone in black leather. <laughs> oh, now she's dead. He definitely shot her in the chest and then she has a single bullet shot in the head. They really got to limit the amount of blood they can show to keep the PG-13 rating. Yeah. Why? Okay, I'm trying to think right now. Comic book movies. So you're, you're, you're in the middle of the Batman ones. You just finished Batman Returns in '92, right? What I don't coming know. Coming out in the '90s for comic book movies, Corey. Uh, the Phantom with Billy Zane. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! Yeah. Blank Man. Blank Man. Does that count? That's more like a parody of a com a comic book movie. <laughs> But aren't all these movies in the 90s basically parodies? <laughs> like, they're just so ridiculous. Even the like, ones that are meant to be serious are basically parodies? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, your Tim Burton Batmans keep a kind of, you know, well, it's still goofy, but more serious tone until you get the um, forever. And it's like, yeah, we're going to make this more ridiculous. And then you get uh, Batman and Robin. Right. I, I like think what else because because 99 is x-men right and that kind of changed how comic book movies are taking a little more seriously of giving more money yeah 2000 i think with huge jackman yeah huge jackman so a funny thing those cops are using p90s which the police would never <laughs> use issue. because they're like incredibly expensive <laughs> and, <laughs> and the ammunition for them is insanely expensive so like, this is the most well-funded police department. It's like giving Lam- It's like giving Lamborghinis to the cops. Yeah, they're faster, but just 
completely unnecessary. <laughs> that guy's got a. Cool He's got a decorative there. gun. Like, <laughs> 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 he might as well have grabbed a claymore off the wall. Like, <laughs> I guess I'll ban at the end of it. Grab the axes, the decorative ones. <laughs> that was like all they had. Like, <laughs> I got These the last one. These cops have M60s. Jesus fucking Christ! Like, <laughs> <laughs> they said, "Hey, um, they just finished a war movie next door in the other studio. Just grab random shit." Have so have we watched a superhero movie? Oh Jesus, that's really bad. <laughs> we have. Has, Do you know what it is? No, but I mean, like, have we watched a superhero movie where there isn't like this big like the cops have the building surrounded and our hero has to like use their powers to get away from the cops and not kill cops? I think that's a 90s to early 2000s comic book cliche. Oh, what badass shot. Oh, my God. So unnecessary. They had to have, like, the moment of him just brooding on a rooftop for no reason. They didn't know where to put that in the movie, so they just put it there. <laughs> just, yep, he got away, well, and now he's brooding. Well, going back to what you are talking about, like, 20 minutes ago, Corey, before we kind of <laughs> went past it, I'm sure they had to shoot all the things with Wanda and, um, and Michael Jai White, like, afterwards and just throw him in there because like who gives a fuck about the spawn guy gotta give like some some kind of feelings because they didn't film anything in person at first mm. yeah they're like oh shit we need to show that michael jai white actually cares that his wife's like fucking another guy <laughs> and doesn't just want to fuck the dog <laughs> <laughs> spaz hold still also <laughs> i love these shots of like where they always have, like, it's all a crowded scene, and the ambulances are all plugged in, but, like, what's the point of the ambulances being on scene, like, crowded in? How are they supposed to get out of there? Like, <laughs> the whole point is to load people that Welcome are hurt. podcast podcasts where you bitch about the first responders and I fall for The logistics of first responders <laughs> of movies. I love how all the villains in this are stupid, and they 100% believe whatever they're told. <laughs> Martin Sheen has to be somewhat intelligent to get higher up in this bullshit made up A6 CIA agency and this clown tells him what to believe and he goes you're right I have to do that okay well the clown tells him to connect the detonator for the heat 16 biochemical weapon to his heart so that if his heart stops it's unleashed everywhere in the world and he's able to hire doctors that will perform this task. <laughs> and, and they do it what? while he's awake. How do you find a doctor who could trigger a dead man switch that's linked to your heartbeat? Like, what? what is it? Is it a cardiologist? Like... If, any, if anyone can, Meelzebub can. I got a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now I'm getting another Beetlejuice flashback where he calls back the whores. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He is kind of Beetlejuicy. I'm feeling a little anxious. (laughs) (laughs) I just watched that on Halloween, and I loved it so much that we were sad that we didn't talk about it. Yeah, yeah, we missed an opportunity. Maybe next one. I love Beetlejuice. You guys only review high-quality cinema. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we only do the best. <laughs> fucking spawn Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Oh, what the fuck is that? He just spraying that kid with some with, with, with like bug spray. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to get bit. 
<laughs> I have malaria. Here's some pesticide, kid. Mosquitoes can carry heat 16. <laughs> Why didn't, you know, heat 16 stupid too. Why don't they call it just death juice? Like, or just some stupid, like, <laughs> like heat 16. Well, it's it's got to be a word we understand. Heat and then a number. So this, it's be this looks like a Nike commercial. Like a spawn's gonna walk in and just grab the ball and like put on his kicks, and then he's gonna dunk it. Instead of Michael, instead of Michael Jordan, it's the Candyman. <laughs> hey kid, you should play basketball. All right, I've got a quick quick trivia for you. And then uh, I believe I can fly. Starts playing. I believe. <laughs> uh, oh, can't talk about kids with R. Kelly in the same conversation. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, it's literally illegal now. All right. That dog is the best actor in the movie. It's he's giving it his all. All right. Here's a here's a question. Uh, this is embarrassing. This is the first feature film to have an African American as the lead comic book superhero. Film or comic book in general? Film. That's not true for comic book. Not a comic book. The first feature film. Based on a comic book? It just says the first feature film to feature an African American as the lead comic book superhero. So not the first comic book superhero, just the first one to be on film. Trying to think. I'm going to say false. I'm going to go true. According to the sources I looked at, it is true. That would make Michael J. White the first uh, African-American superhero on film. When was Blade? It was... 98, like, I think. Yeah, it was shortly after. Yeah, this let's is look. 97. Blade. I am drinking today, by the way, uh, Martinelli's Sparkling Apple Juice. Calm down over there. <laughs> Corey's a good person who cares about his health. Well, I'm an alcoholic, so I can't actually drink alcohol. So that's why I'm drinking that. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to the, to the podcast. podcast where we drink and talk shit. <laughs> we also dabble in crack. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Damn uh, it, sorry. All right. Um, this is why no one listens to us. This is why no one. All right. Hey, yes. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> God. Blade Blade was in 1998, so it was a year after this. So Michael Jai White beat him to the punch. Nice job going past that awkward moment. See, I wasn't yeah, yeah. sure if Meteor Man was going to count, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I was reading in, um, an article about Todd McFarlane because people hate him, and I don't have any real knowledge about comic books besides very limited information. I was like, why do people hate him? And he's really, really harping on like him being on his character, being the first like black superhero on screen. He like really, really, uh, you know, works that into conversation. Yeah. I get like, kind of like, uh, too much like self admiration vibes. Yeah. Out of him. Like, I get, like, a creator not wanting, like, as if I made a, a book that got big or something, I would want creative control in the movie. I think that makes sense. It's your character. It's your story. You don't want someone to come and fuck it up. But, like, there's some, like, I am amazing. Do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's a little up his own ass. Like, that's my understanding. Yes. 
not having read anything specific. But also, at the same time, I can definitely understand because uh, the major comic companies, Marvel and DC, they don't let you keep the rights to stuff you create. Like, you create it, and then they own it. Oh, yeah. And he didn't want that. Yeah, that's why he started... I can't remember what his company's called, though. It's not Vertigo. Image? I think it's... Yeah, I think that's what it is. I know Spawn is an Image comic. I didn't know he started the company. I think that's why he worked through them, and then he's... All I know now is he, what he got him in trouble is he, he also took um, comic book characters and made them into it through his toy company. And that got him in trouble because he's breaking copyright infringement. Mm. So I know that got him in trouble with a lot of people. Kill Hobo Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's his dad. <laughs> this is the, uh, this, this in that, that Daredevil stole. Remember that? His mouth is closed. Try so to forget that movie. Daredevil. <laughs> I don't. I ben Affleck does not breathe Shane through his it. nose once in that fucking film. <laughs> <laughs> Perma that kid's the pet cemetery kid. That's Gage, I'm pretty sure. Holy it shit. Looks familiar. So, um, when I get heart surgery, I'm usually awake for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this thing. They insert this device the size of a fucking pager in his chest. <laughs> <laughs> and his body doesn't like reject it with a severe infection like, <laughs> give me animatronic hot and the nurse is like handing you the deadly virus now <laughs> did you go to john hopkins for this like <laughs> so i figured out what this all is reminding me of now ronnie probably hasn't seen it but i'm pretty sure Corey has highlander I've seen fucking Highlander. Fuck you. Every, <laughs> um, every time I see uh, Cogastrio, Cogastrio, I think of the Cogsworth. Spaniard, a.k.a. Sean Connery from Highlander. <laughs> I keep forgetting he's a Spaniard. He's a, a Scottish accent. I'm a Spaniard, damn it. <laughs> Como se amo, bitch. <laughs> Everyone here jokes his excuses to do your accents that you're pretty good. More with. impressions, please. Find no. any excuse. This is what oh, the fans want. This is what the fans need. Okay, here's... Please interrupt me when it gets important. So my entire life, uh, Shane basically lived with my family when I was in college. All Shane would do is just talk in accents and piss off my parents. <laughs> I would later test on the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't sleep. They cut his chest open, implanted it. Yeah, and he didn't take a goddamn nap. That's what I nap. fucking said. I know. It's crazy. I'm agreeing with you. That's right. <laughs> the doctor says, no one will ever dare kill you now. Like, <laughs> this dude's going to die eventually. Is, you realize that? that. What, I just thought, like, is that what we do with U.S. presidents now? Is, like, every president just have, a, like, an activation for every nuke on the planet if he goes down? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well... Well, here's my trivia. Ever since uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, that was actually part of a presidential protocol. To just nuke everybody if someone killed the president? Yeah. Oh, actually, it'd be funny if I said Reagan, because Reagan got shot. Whoops. Yeah, and nothing happened. Because he lived. Reagan took it like a champ. <laughs> Reagan. Reagan. <laughs> Bring it back. Run it again. <laughs> you can do your Reagan voice now. Look at that. <laughs> hey, there we go. Um, I've got some more trivia for you. 
Tim Burton was original choice. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tim Burton was originally chosen uh, to direct this film. You said Alex Proyas already, you dumbass. Or not. Okay, they both do use the word originally. Um, <laughs> I'm I, I will tell you the difference after. <laughs> Tim Burton was the original choice to direct this film. Going false. False. It's true. So Tim Burton was what the studio wanted. And then Alex Proyas came along and he signed on to direct. And then he pulled out. Mm. So Burton was the one they were pursuing. They settled for Proyas. And then Proyas said, yeah, fuck that shit. And left. (laughs) (laughs) I was on on a set where someone died. I'm not dealing with fucking Spawn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is just where the careers go to die. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 90s comic book films. Oh. You filthy little piece of them. And like, <laughs> what makes you think I'd join your army when you agreed in hell to do it? <laughs> I don't remember it. The contract's not binding. <laughs> <laughs> I signed it in semen and blood. This is in the sequel. Spawn goes to court <laughs> where he faces off against the devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> And here comes your Al Pacino impression. Oh, wow! <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> I got him smelling women and yelling. <laughs> like, this is only barter chip. I'm gonna fuck this dog. I'll kill this dog. I'll eat it. I swear to God, I will. They don't call me the violator for nothing. <laughs> so, so I oh. I used to think. That this was... Oh, my. <laughs> Look at his belly. <laughs> he shoots him and goes, ah! <laughs> I always thought this was purgatory, because every time he's here, it's raining. But, like, if this is the same place, why is it not raining when he visits his kids? you never been to Chicago. <laughs> I actually don't know where this takes place. I don't think it tells us, or if I wasn't paying attention. Oh, so this is his first run-in with the Violator? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, this is when he transforms into the uh, partially CGI, partially practical um, creature known as the Violator. (laughs) It looks okay sometimes to CGI, and it looks terrible sometimes CGI. Right there, the, the lighting doesn't look great on it. Right. That doesn't look good. Yeah. Obviously, when it's practical, they cut really, really quickly in between. So you, I, I hear. Yeah, yeah, the practical parts. I think they used a, like a, a miniature, and then they close upped it, and they used some forced perspective. Yeah, because you can tell like he's his mask is now CGI, so they probably the combination of both. Ah, <laughs> they went. They went for the old cheap. Uh, cheap heartstring thing where the the little dog goes to help him and gets kicked and you're like oh no <laughs> that's all i got man he doesn't care about the daughter he doesn't care about his wife because she's a whore <laughs> yeah yeah no one cares about his wife <laughs> cheap bitch <laughs> what kind of gun is that he's holding like a oh it's an mp5 no that's some sort of like ar Met no, thing. you know what it is? I can see the orange around the ring. It's an airsoft gun. Ah, there it is. <laughs> oh, man. So, like, I'm. A, this is one of the things, too. Like, I was thinking, I was like, 
so you're so limited by this monster and i'm sure in the comic books it's some big scary monster but like you can do it in the comic books in this like i think it'd be cooler if like you had that suave salesman who's like able to like beat the shit out of him with his mind you know or like Mm. has like some sort of weapon he can kick the shit out of him with like just something more practical and then like if you really really want the big monster then at the very end of the movie you you blow your wad on the CG monster. But, like, this early in the film is too much, I feel like, even though it's, like, halfway, a little over halfway through it. Well, it's an action horror movie with no action in it, so you gotta throw some stuff in here. Or horror. Yeah. Or horror movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, why do all these demons have underbites really bad? Because underbites are scary. Dental problems, yeah. the scariest part of all. All orthodontists <laughs> go to heaven. Hey, it's the Ecto One. <laughs> oh, not Spaz. He fucking ate Spaz. I wish he ate Spaz. I like his dungarees. Yeah, this is supposed to be scary, but it's just like, hello. <laughs> I'm a frog. <laughs> At least they were smart enough to, 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 to film it like. Like, what do you call it? Like, out, out of focus? focus. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ow! Bite his head off. This was going to be one of my drinking games, is you have to drink every time Spawn gets his ass kicked. <laughs> oh, I thought he was going to give birth right there. His, like, gut was dropping down. Oh, he's not on the spikes at all. Jesus. Uh, you know, it's bad, but I like it. I'm enjoying <laughs> it. <laughs> hey, Legazamo, you do impressions. Do you Schwarzenegger? <laughs> uh, I never listened to Legazamo's stand-up. I know he was a stand-up comedian. I was... God, get out of my head. I was literally going to ask you all if you ever watched his... Uh, you know on Netflix when he did like his like history slash stand-up? It was mm-hmm. like he did like Mexican American history, but he did it like in a stand up no. format with a whiteboard. It's like Glenn Beck, but like pro Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> no, was it any good? <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was funny. It was good. You could tell he actually like put in a lot of effort and stuff. It was a fun little like thing. It was kind of like my left foot. <laughs> where where were you, Obi Wan? <laughs> where were you? That sounds like something that could work. Yeah. I mean, him, he's kind of doing the same bits a lot in this movie, the clown stuff, so it, it does kind of start to, to wane, but at the same time, there's not a lot else going on here, is there? There's nothing going on like this. this I can't tell you what's happened, really, and I've watched this this entire, this is like my third viewing of it. Oh, I have a fun one for you. All right. Uh, true or false? In the comic, Kuglastrio did not have a beard. Uh, Nickel Williamson pushed the uh, studio to give him a beard, but the studio refused. That's stupid. I'm going true. I'll say true, yeah. So I kind of mi- I, I switched it on its head. So it's oh, false. Bitch. In the comic, Coglostrio has a pretty <laughs> prominent beard, but Nickel Williamson pulled a Harrison Ford and said he's gonna he refused to grow one out or wear one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not going to fucking do it. <laughs> 
Which I'm not shaving for this fucking movie. This is kind of like a plug from the other podcast that I do sometimes. In Blade oh, Runner man. 2049, Harrison Ford is the worst fucking part of that film. Like, he just does not give a shit about acting anymore. <laughs> He's not terrible in that. He's... He, he has wore, one scene. His outfit, you could tell, he just wore it to the set. They're like, hey, we're going to put you in a trench coat. He's like, I'm not fucking wearing a trench coat. I get hot. And that's why <laughs> the plot revolves around him, but he's on it very little. He's on screen very like, little. He's he's on screen. I got to see him being like, I killed Han Solo. Now I have to fucking kill this character. <laughs> <laughs> now he's going to have to kill the president so he never has to be in another Air Force One. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Indiana Ford. Jones. Yeah, he's, he's, he's didn't he get hurt on the set yeah. like a while ago? He's always getting hurt when he's filming movies. He's like seventy five. It's cause he and he's actively trying to commit suicide. Like he didn't crash a plane during <laughs> Star Wars, like trying yeah. just not to act. <laughs> if I crash this plane into a golf course, they won't make me be Han Solo again. <laughs> Waste of Potential Podcast believes in no way Han Solo or Harrison Ford is suicidal. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen uh, where he invited David Blaine into his house and like David Blaine yeah. did a card trick and the Harrison Ford's like, get the fuck out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not even like he's amazed. He's just like, leave my house, witch. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how the force works. <laughs> <laughs> I shot Greedo for much less. <laughs> Okay, if you're not watching the film, which don't, or maybe, I don't know, fuck it. Um, right now, Cogs, Leo, Leo, is telling a Crispy Man that he needs to be a good guy. Yeah. And then Corey Feldman walks in. <laughs> <laughs> why, why is there always a kid? Why is there always a hobo kid that is friends with their hero? You gotta have a kid. Like, why couldn't it just be Hobo Joe? That's like, hey, guy. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be 90s backwards hat kid. It's the obligatory. <laughs> like, even in freaking, like, Ninja Turtles, everything in the night, there was Hobo Kid. Uh, freaking. Even Danny? Uh, Shamu. Like, or not Shamu. Um, Free Willy. Free Willy. <laughs> Hobo Kid. Like, Freeze Willy. Well,. Well, Shane, you don't remember in the 90s, there was a whole like pandemic full of kids just being homeless everywhere. <laughs> yeah. A lot of white hobo kids in big cities. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're not anymore because they all got COVID. But... <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> we can cut that one in post, right? <laughs> <laughs> nope. No. That's staying in. They got that Heat 16. <laughs> they got Heat 16. <laughs> uh, and now we've got the montage of him learning... Like, yeah, but it's like a, a 30 second montage where it's like, here, this is how you use your nipple clamps. It is short, but as a kid, this was like one of my favorite parts because the whole time, if you're a kid watching this like superhero comic movie, you want to see him do superhero comic book sh- stuff. You want to see him <laughs> yeah. use his powers and he can't really, he's just doing them on instinct like Kaguyastra said, but this is what I liked as a kid, seeing those chains, even though they look like shit. Yeah. Yeah, you want to see Spawn become, like, Spawn. You don't want to see Batman, like, miss with the grappling hook. Like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, like, let's remember most vividly in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. is like, the, the whole, those whole montage scenes. And he's also, like, on top of that roof and stuff. So I I completely agree that your comic book movie should have comic book shit in it. Comic book 
Cagliostro oh. is balding hard. I just said that. <laughs> yeah. He's like 600 years old or something, right? <laughs> you know what? Took that back. He's doing great. All things considered, yeah. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I, I want more out of Cagliostro. Like, I, I'm sure he kind of explained, but the fact that I didn't catch it, like, uh, who is he? Why is he? <laughs> what, like, what are How is you? He? Why is he? Vin Diesel over there. Yep. Um. Well, I want more for everything. This movie has nothing. Like, Spawn has no character. You don't give a shit. You get a dash of everything, but not a taste of anything. <laughs> like, well, this is, I think this is the problem with the 90s comic book movies, is because they're like, like, Marvel, obviously, like, they planned out things 20 years, like 10 years in advance, saying, we're going to do this, this, and this. This movie's a one-off. Yeah. Like, like, like this entire movie has to, well, even like the Marvel movies, a lot of the beginning ones are boring too, because they have to like establish a character, establish a whole entire villain and a lore and the villain and the lore in 90 to two hours. So it's, it's, this is the problem with just starting up a comic book movie in general. You're saying like origin movies aren't as good. There's always exceptions, but I just saying like Captain America is boring as shit to me, but by the time you get to the Avengers, he links with them because it takes time to build character development and make you interested in them. Well, the the problem with an origin story is, it, especially with superheroes, there's only so many cookie cutter origins. You know, once the character is established and you understand who like Captain America is, who Batman is, you don't need to explain anything. Then you can like do some interesting stuff because everyone knows who they are. Yeah, the famous comic book writer, and I don't remember who, said that pretty much all comic books are like the second act because the origin is set up at the very beginning. They don't recycle it too often, you know. You just are in there after they're the hero. You know who they are. You know what they're about. You know why they are a hero. And then you get to see them being a hero. So I think maybe that's kind of what you mean with yeah uh, the setup versus the pre-established character that we now know. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the... I guess that's the advantage of like Spider-Man Homecoming, for example, is we already know what Spider-Man is. You don't have to do a full 30 minute background about Uncle Ben dying again because we know it enough. And then with like this new, um, which we call it, Robert Pattinson Batman. Like, mm-hmm. I swear to God, if they do any background, it's like, fucking stop. We oh, don't need to know that his parents to. died. There's going to be the flashbacks and, no, don't. Pow, pow. Like, you see pearls every Batman movie, my friend. Yeah. You're going to see pearls. <laughs> There's going to be clutching pearls for sure. <laughs> and then a bunch of nerds clutching pearls afterwards. So Necrogoo, like, stops him from working? What the hell? Hey, hey, responsible Necrogoo. Don't talk shit about it. <laughs> oh, shit. And, like... Uh... Oh, this is what Corey is talking about. We, we, we've been not talking about this movie at all, apparently. Uh, the cool cape abilities, which is invisibility and then to just, pointy things. It's well, it's almost, you're right, like Green Lantern vibes, where it just turns into whatever he wants. But yep. the Green Lantern, instead of just turning things into something useful, he's like, oh, Hot Wheel on a track. And like, it's like, <laughs> it's like I'll turn it into a plane. Why not a, just a a sword that you stab someone with. Right. Like, it's just like... But the fact that Spawn can do that, what happened in that scene just now, is pretty cool. Like, he's got the truck coming at him, and he oh, just yeah. forms a shield around himself and a spike facing the truck, and it just obliterates it. 
I think we could use more of that, but again, yeah. the CGI of the cape itself slightly takes you out of it. But the <laughs> abilities sure. are cool. I'll agree with that for sure. I like the cape idea. Well, this this whole fifteen minute stretch of like him doing the him doing the superhero shit and him fighting the clown in a truck, which is so not comic booking. I'm into this. I don't care if CGI looks bad because it's comic booking and it's exciting and fun. The rest of the movie's a fucking slog. Yeah. How did he get a hold of the special ops CD? He was in there and he looked at it. He saw it on the table. <laughs> Top secret. <laughs> they did plant it earlier, yeah. Oh, they okay. he, he, they look it. was the plant. I mean, it wasn't a great plant, but that was that was how they told us. Luckily, this CD has everything from the breakdown of the molecule to a professor talking about what the... Mo- oh, never mind. He's sending it That's to That's a news reporter. Oh, here's a fun question. How little of this movie did you watch before this, Shane? I will not answer that. I need to hear this from you. Here's some trivia for you, bitch. Wait, wait, was that uh, uh, what's his, Hussein? Saddam? Saddam Hussein? I think Saddam was on the computer. No, the, the thing that took me out. Him. He was touching his CRT monitor like it was a touch screen. <laughs> Classic 90s. I saw Saddam on there. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, there's that gun again. I don't know what the fuck that thing is. Oh, that's how you destroy CDs is shoot the actual monitor. <laughs> the files yeah, the monitor. are in the computer, okay? <laughs> the thing is, yeah, if you shoot the monitor, the you can never look at the files. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut you off right at the cross. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Martin Sheen did this film because he was on the verge of bankruptcy. <laughs> I want to say true. I'm gonna go false. I think that's false. It is false. Martin Sheen did this mm. film because he had always wanted to be in a comic book movie, and this was his way in. Oh, I could have been in Superman. Fuck. I wish. I I also think that bankruptcy was looming. <laughs> I like. <to> think that. <laughs> Martin's actually paying for all Charlie's Coke problems. <laughs> God damn it, Charlie, your AIDS pills are so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, as we uh, get to the th- final act of this film, Corey, when's the, when's the first time you saw this movie? Oh, huh. uh, first time I saw it, I think when it came to VHS. I have some pretty like bitter memories surrounding the time of this movie coming out because me and my family were going to the movies and this had just come out. And I wanted to see this. I wanted to see Spawn. You know, I was a little edgy 90s kid. Oh, hell yeah. But my brothers <laughs> wanted to see Good Burger. So oh, no. <laughs> they outvoted me, oh, and we saw Good no. Burger. And I was really mad for a long time. And then I finally got to see this, and I loved it when it was on VHS when I was a little kid. Um, looking back, I think Good Burger might be the superior movie. So <laughs> <laughs> some apologies might be due. Good Burger knows what it is. <laughs> uh, How about you, Shane? Um, I think my dad showed me it, which he showed me a lot of shit I shouldn't have seen in 98, <laughs> being that I was born in, like, 91. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I saw Starship Troopers. I saw Blade in 98. And then I think I saw this, because my dad was, like, a super nerd. So he was like, oh, you got to watch Spawn. So, like... When my mom was working, we watched Spawn, and I fucking loved it. <laughs> but I'm thinking I liked everything around it, not the actual movie, because I also liked Ninja Turtles a lot at the time. So, yeah. 
but I remembered it very fondly, and I had always hoped for a spawn, like, when I'm adult, an adult, but now that superheroes are everything, I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the hard part with, like, spawn. It had so much time to get remade, and now it's, now, like, I can't stand anything that says the word superhero Marvel on it, so it's just like, I don't give a fuck anymore, but... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe maybe I'll try watching an episode or two of the HBO show, or maybe I'll just go to sleep. Maybe, yeah. Uh, if still... they brought it back, they'd have to really do something special. Like, they'd have to really make it unique. Mm-hmm. They're going to go full Deadpool if they do. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Which I was watching the other day. I was, like, killing time before my wife and I were going out somewhere, and I was watching the first tournaments of Deadpool. And I don't find it very f- funny, like like laugh out loud but i appreciate this the like blatant don't give a fuckery of it yes deadpool is funny once yeah you know the first time you see it the jokes are fresh and then after that it's just like uh it's i think it's just good you know mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely carried by ryan reynolds being very deadpooly like it's hard to picture wolverine that isn't hugh jackman you know right Speaking of Ryan Reynolds trash, I uh, tried watching Red Notice. I got an hour in, and I'm glad my wife fell asleep because I could turn it off. <laughs> I almost mm. attempted, and like as I was watching the preview, I was like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I can't. But Someone gave The Rock a prescription of like Ambien, and he was just like sleeping his way through that movie, and Ryan Reynolds is just being Ryan Reynolds-y. <laughs> I don't know how The Rock decides on the projects he decides on it's fucking crazy to me <laughs> i think it's the paycheck yeah <laughs> uh, isn't it okay i'm not a wrestling fan but i think you oh are Corey. correct my. i was okay so isn't it it's crazy to me that the rock a wrestler is now the highest paid most sought after actor in the entire <laughs> world like i don't have any negative feelings towards wrestling it's not my thing but it's insane to me. I think the wave of wrestling fame carried him to, uh, you know, movie actor status. The wrestling at its height, when he was like the most popular wrestling wrestler around, it was huge. Like it was insanely huge. Mm-hmm. It's it's even kind of crazy to think that wrestling isn't as big as it used to be in the '90s. But yeah. I think uh, a lot of that momentum was just carried by the wave of popularity of wrestling, and then it kind of pushed him to the mainstream. I mean, I think he's okay as an actor, uh, but he's just not in good movies. Yeah. He's charismatic and likable, and that goes a lot away, but the movies he's in are mainstream. Just Which, once again, I think a majority of movie-going audiences love it, which is, for them, that's their thing. Not for me. drives me insane. But um, I just remember Scorpion King. <laughs> Scorpion King. That was his first movie, yeah. Yeah. What a classic. Oh, sorry. No, I, my apologies to the Rock fans out there. It's the, the Mummy 2, where he was the Scorpion King. Right. Yeah, that was his first movie. And then uh, which... he turned into a CGI monster, uh, of which the likes you've only seen in <laughs> movies like Spawn here. Or and, Lost uh, in maybe... Space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Look at Corey being a professional. Bring us back to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> So here, we're watching the film right now. It's all falling apart. I'm still trying to bring together what the whole grand plan is here. So, the Violator was tasked by the Hold devil. To... Hold on, Shane. 
Hold on, here we go. Right. You will try to explain the plots, and I'll say when you're wrong, and I'll make you drink. Go, good okay. luck. The Violator was tasked by the devil to find a general. Um, not the devil. No. Uh, Magal. His name? Yeah. His name is Malabogia. Okay. Not the devil was tasked yep. to the violator, tasked the violator to find him a general for his army. <laughs> so he discovered the CIA assassin Al Simmons and was like, that's going to be our general. So the violator has his boss betray yeah, him. She had CGI spit on her chin. Ew. <laughs> this is stupid. Todd McFarlane, this is so ridiculous. <laughs> like, why didn't you just do like... Oh my god, you could just simplify this. Just go with the old chosen one plot. Cogliestro goes, you're the Fuck chosen you, one. Fuck you, no. And then the devil wants to like, plot. like fucking, you know. Wait, this fool wears fucking chainmail all day underneath his big old hobo jacket? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that'll keep you in shape. That was all the st- the rage when he was betrayed by the violator. I like how Cogliostro's like ready to go. He's like, all right, let's go to hell and fight this motherfucker. That's because he wants to die. He's been alive for so long. He's like, I'll do anything. It's kind of cool because it's like, all right, let's go face the violator in hell. And that sounds cool, but mm-hmm. it looks like shit. Oh. Like, this does not look good. Garbage. Nothing What's about this PlayStation is good. PlayStation 1 graphics. This looks like Obi-Wan and fucking Anakin about to throw down. Oh, this is way worse than that. (laughs) What movies would you guys compare this to in terms of CGI? Oh, fuck. This is really bad. This is like Asylum It's like God of War 1. God of War 1. (laughs) I I got two. The third act of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. Yep. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I know you guys are more Turbo era fans. Oh, yeah, yeah. We... (laughs) Shout out to uh, Diva Tox's tits. Oh, God, Diva Tox. That's a, conver- that's a conversation for later. <laughs> One day, Diva Tox and I will unite. <laughs> <laughs> but the other one, one that this is kind of like is uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yes. When they do the animality. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. They didn't even finish rendering the toad thing. Look at it. It's not even complete. This is a good time <laughs> for uh, some trivia that I have. The color isn't even finished. It's still like nude colored. Right. This is very test footage kind of shit here. All right. So here's your trivia. ILM this is so, did the majority. This is so, like, oh. Listen. <laughs> and more than half of the final effects shots that were delivered to the film were delivered two weeks before the film's debut. ILM did not do this. I'm going to fall with that part. I'm going to say false, and I th- I think I'm going to expand on my answer here. I believe the company that did the special effects, uh, they used to be with ILM, and they started their own company. Okay. So, here. okay, yeah. So, there was like 77 different companies that did the CGI for this. <laughs> okay. ILM did do the majority of it, but th- really? like there was so much that it broke the film's budget. Like it just got out of control. And it got and I kept they kept being like, oh it looks like shit, do it again. It looks like to the point that ILM just like delivered um so they did like the cape and spawn's transformation 
and like I think this scene alone has like 18 different companies in it. <laughs> now this scene of course is the one where Spawn is uh, shooting tentacles out out of his body onto all the other spawns and he apparently he can kill them pretty yeah, easily. I, I guess the whole draining of power doesn't matter if you're in hell. Yeah. It was weird. But yeah, no. It was I will give you guys true, I guess. Ronnie was false cuz ILM drinking. did it. But yeah. Um yeah, they delivered it 2 weeks. So some of these shots showed up 2 weeks before they were going to release the film. Jeez, man. <laughs> yeah, see, that's that's what I've heard is is a lot of the stuff wasn't completed and they were rushed to release it because they had a date and they had to make that date. So Well, and the budget was so out of control. The studio is just like just let it out. Like we can't afford for this film to stay in editing any yeah. longer or in Production. Always a sign that the movie's going to be good. That sounds like <laughs> Son of the Mask was like that. They're like, nope, just release it. Yeah, just whatever happens, happens. We can't afford this one. I've never seen Son of the Mask. That's a perfect wasted potential future episode. Oh, I, <laughs> oh I remember God. it vaguely. Like, uh, isn't Jamie Kennedy in it? He yeah. is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then um, and then who plays Loki? It's, it's uh, Alan, Alan Cumming. There we go. A great actor. I actually do like him a lot. What an anticlimactic finish. No, it's not done yet because you didn't watch the fucking movie, you idiot. Oh. Hmm? oh, that's right. He comes back through the fireplace here or something. Now I'm getting Beetlejuice yeah. vibes again because it's like, like the fireplace, the little guy coming out of it, the marriage proposal. These guys are going to get married. It's going to be great. Oh, that'd be awesome if they just made out. <laughs> Dude, if, if Todd McFarlane wants to like champion himself, say the first black and the first gay superhero, yeah, yeah. yeah. he's like Cogliostro. I gotta tell you something. I love you. Yeah, <laughs> Cogliostro. <laughs> Cogliostro. <laughs> Cogliostro. <laughs> what are you doing, uh, okay. Step Cogliostro? <laughs> okay, Cogliostro is like reacting to things. This entire movie. Michael J. White has no idea what's going on around him. It's very Phantom Menace. There's <laughs> like the characters have no idea what's kind of going on around them. They can't really react properly. Right, he's Qui Gon. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know what's crazy is people still apologize to the Phantom Menace. Like I was, I was reading this really briefly. This this guy talking about this, saying, "Oh, Qui Gon Jim is so stoic, and he was he was really upset because." Because he knows that Anakin's fate's on the line. That's why he has no emotions. I'm like, fuck you. Stop <laughs> doing this, Lucas. I am well integrated in the Star Wars fan community. And uh, I'll just say you're right. A lot of people are all about those prequels. Oh, yeah. And I think it's almost like a... What's it called when you, uh, when you are always being a dissident? Like, you're t always taking the other side. Contrarian? Me, an asshole. I think it's almost contrarian to, like, the Phantom Menace now. Because before I felt like all the contrarians were like, oh, I fucking hate the prequels, the originals, and now it's like, true, if you're gonna be a true Star Wars fan, you, like, defend it in a way. I don't know. I think it's becoming cool again to defend the prequels, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoy them, you enjoy them. Whatever, it's fine. I don't enjoy them. Do you I'm, enjoy uh, the face melting of the violator? Oh, God, do I. Like, <laughs> Malibolgia. It's very, very ectoplasmy. 
Yeah. And Cogliostro should have died. Like, he he should, like, they needed to develop their relationship in a better way. But, like, he... Well, like, one of you said it, one of you said, like, no one dies in this. There's, like, no body count. Yeah. Oh, look, it's Channel 7 News. Responsive by them. Oh, my oh God. My okay, I'm trying to... Ambitions for world power. <laughs> Worldwide power? <laughs> <laughs> so they just borrowed the ending of Scream. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can see, like, the whole... the, the It's the same, like, set. With the, with the fence and the, the house. Oh, my God. This is ridiculous. Yes, if you have any fans out there and you want to like learn something about the movie Screen, listen to Big Dumb Movie Podcast. If you want to learn nothing about Scream, watch our yeah, listen, listen to our, to our podcast, podcast on Screen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Or I just yell at Danny the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's our so we do we just yell at each other. So there is so he's like oh yeah um I've been helping the CIA boss who has been wanting to release a deadly virus upon the world so that he could rule it or get rich or something. Um, also, the devil and uh, one of his generals was fighting in my house and he, he killed a demon of Satan. What what does that have to do with the virus? Uh, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> <laughs> Read the script, bitch. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but that shit was crazy. <laughs> uh. Well, like... Like now, Terry's a full like Snowden, right? Because no matter what, no matter what, you leak CIA information. You're going oh to yeah, Russia. they don't show the sequel where he's on the run in Russia from yeah. <laughs> the U.S. government. What is, what is Spawn's character arc though? Like, what is he's now watching over the city, you know, stoically brooding on top of a, a church? But like, what is he? What does he want from here? Like, yeah, what is he going to do next? Like, what's his motivation? What's yeah, like? He's just gonna look at the camera, like exactly. What just... I took, what I took from the masterpiece of art called Spawn was, make a good decision. That's it. That's all I got. Make a good make decision. A good decision. <laughs> yeah, don't release yeah. this movie. Yeah, how's that for one? <laughs> no, this this film is like, I, yeah. There's there's no arc to anything. There's no. It's just a bunch of stuff <laughs> it's like if you took Things. everything in your pantry and threw it into a pan and cooked it and you're like i don't i don't know what this is you're like pretty sure i called it a gumbo at one point isn't it weird that like they keep fucking with the the credits here and like shifting them oh you're yeah. right LM. i mean again it's uh late 90s industrial rock mm-hmm. chaos editing like is this Mar- is this Marilyn Manson? Sounds like Marilyn Manson. Maybe. Like I Kinda. can't literally hear it right now, but at, when I was re- watching the what the fuck now my head's all turned. Very, what is going very on? Very nine inch nailsy. Don't you dare besmirch the good name of Trent Reznor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is Marilyn Manson, but we'll get to it when we get to it. Oh my god, so, um, Shane, you hosted this, so ask us our opinions. All right, I have two remaining trivias, and I spent time okay. collecting these trivias, so we're going to goddamn do them. Okay. <laughs> all right, first one. Okay, Pulse. so John Leguizamo shit himself on set. <laughs> true. <laughs> true or false? False, true. that's too good to be true. 
So you say false? I say I false. Say, I say true. Yeah, it's true. The No way. His suit was such an awful thing to put on that it would take him almost an hour to get it all off. <laughs> and because like he had to put his knees in like these sleeves and shit cuz he's walking on his knees for almost the entire film. And like it's just a it was awful and he had just got it all on and he couldn't get it off so they were shooting and he shit himself. <laughs> just, <laughs> just a true nightmare. I will That's drink. That's going in the description. The movie that John Leguizamo shit himself for. Yeah. The last one. All right. I'm just going to read it off. You guys will probably get it. But Wesley Snipes, Cuba Goody Jr., Snoop Dogg, Tony Todd, Alan Payne, Denzel Washington, Samuel L. Jackson, Ving Rhames, Tupac Shakur, LL Cool J, and Will Smith were all originally considered and invited to read for Spawn. Wasn't Tupac dead by this time? Yeah, that's the one thing that caught my attention. I'm going to say no. I'm going to go I'm going to go true just to be a contrarian. It was true. Um I assume Tupac, they must have like this must have began production a long long time ago. Okay. So it must have just taken a while, but he was asked to be Al Simmons in Spawn. 96. He died in 96, so maybe, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I shall drink again. Can you imagine if Tupac was Al Simmons? He might actually like, have some emotion. I don't know. Have you seen Juice? Can you imagine if Snoop Dogg was Spawn? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the most easygoing Spawn ever. He's like, man, I don't need to go to hell. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> and with that, yeah. let's get to the end here. All right. Well, that was, that was good, y'all. Um, okay. Oh my god. Uh, Shane, would you recommend people watching Spawn? No, it's really bad. Like, I hate to say it, but I hope they do it again in a better way. I I don't really care, but it's a cool character. It's a cool idea. I just, this movie sucks ass. Okay. Uh, Corey, our... Like, Mortal Kombat at least has like a... You, I watched it again, and I had a fun time watching it with the fucking techno music and the choreography and everything. It's just so schlocky. It's mm-hmm. fun. This isn't even really that fun as schlock. But yeah, go ahead, yeah. Corey. Corey, our dear friend, uh, supporter, giving us insight, helping us out. This is a great podcast on his own time. Tell us what you feel like this, and then hock your wares one more time, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hock your wares. Well, this movie is not very good. Um, it, it's kind of hard to say that I don't recommend it, though, because some people might want to watch bullshit like this, and I know that's kind of a thing right now. You know, go back and watch a shitty movie of the 90s, and this is uh, definitely one of those. You know, if you're curious about, like, the origins of superhero movies, comic book movies, this is one of the early ones. So it's obviously going to be bad. But it's uh, kind of entertaining in its badness at times. Like, you just are so taken out of it by the bad CGI, the the line reading, um, the chaoticness of the movie. It's almost hard to believe that this is real sometimes. <laughs> so I don't like this movie, but uh, maybe watch it. I don't know. <laughs> I like your presentation. Also, <laughs> also, I have a podcast called Big Dumb Movie, where we discuss movies very much like this. We do a lot of 80s and 90s movies, sometimes 2000s. Sometimes we'll even go with current movies, but we just kind of go through the movie beat for beat, 
discuss the history of the movie sometimes, talk about the good, the bad. It's a lot of fun. Check us out. Big Dumb Movie. My favorite one of yours is still, uh, I can't, oh my God. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, where he has to fight all the people. Um, he's like arrested and has to fight. Oh, The Running Man. The Running Man, yes. Yes, still my based favorite on the one. Richard Bachman, Stephen King novel. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun episode. That's a fun movie. What a wild ride, that whole thing. <laughs> here's here's my first experience with the Big Dumb Movie podcast. I I hate this movie, and I still listen to their podcast on it because I was interested. was uh, Billy Madison. I'm like, I can't fucking stand that movie at all. But I was like, I was like I'll, I'll listen to it. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed the podcast, even though that movie is a bane of my existence. I love Billy Madison. <laughs> Check out the podcast on it. It's great. All right. Okay. Um, I don't recommend it. Okay. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Let's wrap this up here. Okay. So it's my turn to pick a movie. And I did not prep this at all. Because that would mean we plan ahead. So you know what? We mentioned the movie. I think I'm going to go for it. I think I'm just going to do this and just say fuck this. And we'll deal with the repercussions later. Our next movie on my pick we're going to watch, our first sequel we'll be watching on this podcast, is The Mummy Returns. Oh. We did did a podcast on The Mummy in the early installment of this podcast. We enjoyed that movie in a terrible way. We're going to go to our first sequel and watch The Rock embarrass himself and Brendan Fraser before he's fat. Watch The Mummies Take London. Okay. Um, Thank you so much, Corey. We appreciate it. If you like our podcast, even slightly, you'll like his podcast way more. So check out Big Dumb Movie Podcast. (laughs) Um, He's got a um, on Instagram. Give us your handles and give us your awesome meme one. That is hilarious too. Oh, my Instagram stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm most widely known on Instagram as Kylo Ren memes. (laughs) So that's where you can find star wars memes some of which i make some of which i find but uh, that is where most people online know me Uh, my instagram for the podcast is big dumb movie podcast nice and easy i follow wasted potential here so if you're looking for me you can find me in their follows and often in their comments section sometimes talking about shane and (laughs) suggesting he might drink too much false (laughs) outrageous claim I had the buzzer noise yes. here. <laughs> Goddamn intervention. Okay, well, thank you again, Corey. Um, thank you, anyone out there who's still listening to this bullshit. And go fuck yourself. Okay. You, you close podcasts the exact opposite of me. I always say we love you. <laughs> we say fuck you. <laughs> if anyone has the time to listen to our podcast, I have no respect for them. We threaten our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> don't recognize military rank (laughs) that's how you start the podcast (laughs) good to talk now before i'm completely destroyed for all the things i've said (laughs) he's not actually here to to help us he's here to indict us upon charges (laughs) (laughs) oh shit it's a setup
You know what? Our Twitter's tamer than what we say. Yeah, that's actually probably some of our better, <laughs> more behaved things. It won't be as bad as when I did your guys' lamb podcast because I realized after I was listening to my like, oh my god, I didn't use my microphone. Like it was it's picking up my computer mic, so I all heard oh, was that you buzzing. Amateur. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it, went, it went cheap <laughs> he basically did a cup and string and sent it to <laughs> uh, no we believe in chaos so whenever go yeah. ahead whenever you're ready I like to make his job as difficult as possible are you enjoying the chaos yeah it's great a lot of fun so far yeah I took down uh, copious notes that I never get to <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah I always happen to sit there and take notes and like little jokes and things, and then we'd never stay on track for anything. So it's always literally wasted potential. I took down very few. I figured it would just be kind of, you know, off the cuff stuff here. Oh, yes. That's how it goes. If you listen closely in the background, you can hear Shane peeing. It's delight for everybody. Just put that in after the credits. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I kept my audio track recording, but I paused yeah, the movie. Yeah, perfect. All right. I, I, my life is just editing shit out of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep that. Can't keep I know your, I know the feeling. Trust me. <laughs>